0: Three minutes after 12 is the time you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC, where our weekly adventure into the unknown begins. Your opportunity uh, every seven days to achieve the sort of satisfaction that's not ordinarily available anywhere else on your radio dial. If you have a mystery and you know that it must have an answer, but you are uh, unable to identify just what that answer might be, then help is at hand. It's it's a sort of radio equivalent. If you are new to this, and I know a lot of people are, so I do have to explain every week how it works. It's the radio equivalent of the newspaper and magazine features where someone writes in with a question and then a couple of weeks later someone else writes in with the answer. Why do we do that? Um, What's the origin of this? Who did that? Where does that come from? Who, why, what, where, when, whither, whence? And even the occasional wherefore. Uh, the number you need remains the same 0345 6060973 as ever on this programme I shall share the number with you whenever there are phone lines free but also actually I used to say uh, a couple of years ago I'd say but but during this hour things are really busy but to be honest with you it's, it's nuts at the moment this switchboard every hour and mystery hour doesn't even stand out anymore I used to count how many calls we took during mystery hour and then boast about it in the office with all the other presenters but don't even bother anymore because the other two hours of the show are almost as bonkers as this hour but I mentioned. That Because it is very hard to get through, and it means that Caroline and Rosie have to, with respect, sort quite a lot of chaff from the wheat, and chaff would involve a question that is either repetitious, something that we 've dealt with before or dull and management 's decision is final on that. The best way of judging whether your question is dull is asking yourself whether or not many people would um, be interested in the answer, or would it just be you if it 's just you, probably not going to get on the board if it 's lots and lots of people, and it has nothing to do with motoring or roads' you've got quite a good chance of getting on the board. You're not allowed if you're going to provide an answer to look anything up, okay? You're not allowed to uh, consult Google or, or, or the Encyclopedia Britannica or anything. However, if you know the answer to a question because you have looked it up in the past, then you are allowed on. I, I, I reserve the right just to dismiss you without any justice, trial or evidence if I, if I suspect you're swinging the leg. But no one ever does anymore because we're here to celebrate education. Very unfashionable in Britain at the moment. Celebrate actual knowledge, evidence-based insights. Well, the three legs of the stool on this programme are facts, evidence and empathy. Empathy doesn't really apply during Mystery but the other two do. Six minutes after twelve is the time. I will repeat the number when I have some more phone lines free. If you hear somebody else ask a question to which you know the answer, you know what to do. Pile in uh, the first opportunity. Be patient, be polite and let's go. Uh, Marcio is in Strasbourg in France. Question or answer, Marcio? It's a question. Hi. Hi. So,
1: my question is, uh, why did men evolve to have beards and women didn't? Or the opposite, why did women lose their beards and and men don't?
0: What what makes you think that women would have had beards originally? You mean the missing link? No, okay. No, no idea. Why do men have beards and women don't?
1: Because uh, I, I've been looking for this forever and it might Yeah, because if it's it evolutionary, of...
0: if it's environmental, then we shouldn't be different, should we? If the beard is to protect yeah. us from. Yeah, all right. Why do men have beards and women don't? How hard have you yeah. searched? Okay.
1: Uh, actually, hard kind of with friends, but also online. Okay. Uh, there was a theory recently about that men's, shape, uh, men's face, the shape of men's face might have evolved to kind of uh, react or to protect from punches. But there was nothing about beard, so I wonder if that's kind of related or not. Gosh! But you, other than that, uh,
0: we, I got, don't know. we got nothing. I shall. Uh, well, it's on the board. Great work. Did I pronounce your name correctly?
1: Yes, it's Matthew. it's Portuguese. Oh. I'm actually Portuguese. I live in France.
0: Oh. Yes. Great stuff. You see, those were the days. Britain. We used to be able to do stuff like that. You know, move move to France, hang out with Portuguese people. Still can for two more years, and then it's all over. Seven minutes after twelve is the time. It even gets into mystery. Hour. Emily is in Welling. Question or answer, Emily.
2: Um, It's a question. Carry on. Why are pirates portrayed as having a West Country accent?
0: (laughs) Ah.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which
0: which way did they go in? I mean, where would where were pirates most most active?
2: Well, I I don't really know. Spanish Maine. Yeah, and I kind of I grew up in the West Country, and obviously, I mean, I know Bristol was a big port for us, but then, then you've got. Liverpool and all over the country. I think think Bristol will be
0: the answer, won't it? I mean, we don't even know that pirates did talk like that. We're just... No, but
2: they're always portrayed like it.
0: (laughs) So there's two questions then. Because did pirates all talk like they came from Bristol? And if so, why? Yeah. Well, I, I suspect the answer is what you've already provided. You think of the slave trade, you think of Bristol. So presumably piracy was similarly sourced from that port... And that meant there's a much higher incidence of people with a local accent getting onto those ships and setting sail than there were people with, for example, a, a, you know, even a, a scouse accent. You wouldn't set sail from Liverpool if you were going off towards the Spanish main. You'd set off from Bristol.
2: Mm.
0: No, I'm, I'm making that sort of, up.
2: Yeah, I'm sure there must be some kind of better answer. It's just that yeah, right. when, Crikey, well, I am a critic, story. that's
0: okay, <laughs> I'm used to it. Why, why do pirates have a West Country accent? Uh, and, and if the answer is in films, then we'll work that out as well. But I like that a lot. You don't have much of an accent.
2: Um, no, I lost it. You'd
0: be a rubbish pirate.
2: <laughs> I, I can still talk like it. Oh, there
0: it is. There it is in the end. It came through. It's <laughs> lovely. All right. I'll see what I can do. Thank you, Emily. Why do pirates have uh, West Country accents? Why do men have beards and not women? 0345 Suppose if we had a bearded pirate, he, he could answer. That. A bearded pirate with a with a working knowledge of evolutionary genetics, he might be able to nail all of that for us in one one fell swoop. But Anna is in Potter's Bar. Anna, question or answer?
2: Question, please. Carry on. I have just returned from a rather rock and roll weekend studying insects, aye, aye. and it occurred to me that mm. how does because insects have compound eyes, so okay. they therefore can't shut their eyes. Do they? How do they? sleep or block out light or or what how, how, I well i mean you could, I mean, and our expert entomologists didn't know the answer so i thought right i'm gonna not google this because i really want to know i'm gonna save it to james
0: blimey well you're right
2: help his ratings help
0: his ratings yes thank you how do insects sleep with a compound eye I don't think we've got Chris Evans quaking in his boots, to be honest with you, and with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I could be i could be wrong. You'll let me know in a minute. But here we go. Um, so, a compound eye is an eye you can't close. I didn't know that.
2: Well, you know that insects have those very complicated, fragmented. Well, no, why toys? do you talk to
0: me like I know about insects? You've just been off Did on you an insect. I know about everything. You know, you've been on an insect weekend. Me. You've been, apart from women, you've been on an insect weekend. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know as much as you do. I don't even know what a compound eye is. Do you mean like the big, bulgy fly eye? Yeah. Yeah.
2: They're, like, fragmented. Do they sleep?
0: You know. Do they sleep?
2: I don't know. Do they just wait till it's dark, and then that's their rest? But do they even they're...
0: sleep? Do insects sleep? I don't know if insects sleep. I've never I've seen a fly that's asleep, because I've never been... You could, otherwise, you'd swat it. I don't think they sleep in the but way yeah, that
2: sometimes you... they do. They do at night time, the ones that get into my bed. Never bedroom, met. A, a shush.
0: You've never had a sleeping fly in your bedroom.
2: <laughs> they do. And then you turn the light on, and then they kick into gear. But that doesn't account for... Nocturnal. Oh, I love
0: this. So this is like if a tree falls down in the woods and there's nobody there, does it make any noise? So you're saying flies are often asleep, but you can't swap them because it's pitch black, and the minute you turn the light on, they wake up and fly away. I, die. you are, You are having a laugh, madam. See? <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on the board. Do flight. So, insects, compound eyes, and sleep. What's, what's, what's going on then? We're looking for, for the relationship. How do insects sleep with a compound eye, i.e., an eye that will not shut? Why do all pirates apparently have West Country accents? And why don't women have beards? I might have to rephrase that slightly. Ed's been in touch to tell me his wife does have a beard. Why don't more women have the ability to grow a beard? Oliver is in Waterloo. Question or answer, Oliver?
3: Question, Mr. James O'Brien. Carry on, sir. Right, so. Mosquito bites and insects that bite you, right? Yeah. We all know how good they feel to mm. scratch them, mm. right? Mm. Why does it feel so good? Because everyone tells you, don't scratch it, don't scratch it. Um, I had a mosquito bite once when I used to live in India anyway, and it got infected, and they were like, yeah, you shouldn't scratch it. Yeah. And in nature, normally, everything has a purpose. If something happens, it's because somebody benefits from it, you know? like So if you scratch a mosquito bite, who benefits from it? If it attracts other mosquitoes... No, it, do, it doesn't. It doesn't I mean, we doesn't, need does to it? we
0: need to finesse your question a little bit.
3: Go on, then. I'll follow your expertise.
0: Well, no, I, I just need to be clear that I've understood you. What What you mean is, how can something that feels so good be so bad?
3: Yeah, but if well, it feels so well, like so, if you got bitten by a mosquito and then it tricked you to making it, you think it felt good. To scratch it. That would make sense, but nobody benefits from it. No, I don't I think
0: I think you're overthinking it, which is, you know, you're in the right place for that. I think the mosquito bites you to have a meal, right? Yeah. And the aftermath of that involves it itching a lot for you. And so you shouldn't good, scr- you shouldn't why st- it no it's well, well it feels good cuz it's itching.
3: Yeah, but it's bad for you to scratch it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, but, but, it. but 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 that that's just the way it is cuz the mosquito it's not good to be bitten by a mosquito. There is no benefit from it. It is all bad except for the mosquito.
3: Okay, so I was in New Zealand, and I got bitten by sandflies, and me and my wife were on our honeymoon, and I'm sure when we scratched the sandfly bite, other sandflies were coming for the same bite. They were literally landing on the bite, and that's what made me think, maybe by scratching it, it releases like a pheromone or something, you know? I'd be
0: amazed if it did well but I, no, i'll put, i put it out there for me i think it's just an a, a kind of just a an upshot of the bite is that it makes it itchy but it's still bad to scratch it there's no mystery there actually we but need a prof. well we might need a prof i don't know that, that i don't know all right I, I mean it's on the board so why if if bites if scratching an insect bite is bad why does it feel so good
3: Exactly.
0: And is there anything in it for the insects? So if you do have a bite and you scratch it, does it somehow alert other insects in the area that there's a meal around? I can't see it, Ollie, but I'm not going to argue with you, mate. Yeah, fair
3: enough.
0: All right? Yeah,
3: cheers.
0: Two insect questions. You don't know how they sleep, do you, with compound eyes? Um, I don't know, but I've got a theory. Oh, I have no, No, sorry, my fault there. Uh, it is coming up to quarter past twelve. More words, more dreadful words in the English language than I've got a theory. John is in Rochester. Question or answer, John? Uh, all
4: right, James, uh, answer me. Good man, what have you got? Um, why do pirates speak with, um, you know, the accent? Yes. Right, I think if you look before um, Robert Newton played um, Long John Silver in Treasure Island, I don't think anyone used the accent until then. And is that so the I accent? He, is it that simple? There,
0: it was such a seminal performance that it subsequently became associated with all pirate performances. That's it.
4: If you look at any any films involving pirates prior to the date of that film, and I, I can't remember what it was, um, but yeah, before that... They were just pirates. After that, everyone wanted to copy him. So I think it stuck.
0: Qualifications?
4: Uh, Just to know a bit about films, mate. I like that a lot.
0: Who else was in the, 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 Robert Newton Treasure Island? Oh. Come on, mate.
4: Oh, I, obviously you put me on the spot
0: there I don't know I, I don't know either I just, I just I just sort of checking your credentials I'm going to go with that I don't think we'll get a better answer than that and it and it has a certain, certain symmetry to it I also like questions that are a lot simpler than I was expecting them to be mm. so it is all down to Ro- Robert Newton chose to play it like that probably with some justification because Bristol and, and the southwest just as it was with slavery would have been a crucial yeah and
4: there used to be a lot of smuggling going on on the south coast and
0: all that lock, like, so yeah, uh, yeah. he could have gone he could have gone for a different... he could have gone Cornish couldn't he could've, he could but he just went that way he went south he couldn't West we will get a round of applause. You certainly do, John. Thank you very much. There you go, mate. 12.16 is the time. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. We still need to know about beards, about sleeping insects, about scratches. But we've done the pirates. Minutes after 12, I have two insect-related questions and one involving beards. Mystery Hour continues. How do insects sleep if they've got a compound eye? Do insects sleep? I'm not sure they do. And if you get bitten, why is scratching so satisfying if indeed it is actually bad for you and an evolutionary explanation for why only men possess mostly the ability to grow a beard 20 minutes after 12 tim's in sydenham tim question or answer
5: uh good afternoon james i've got a question great stuff um has anyone ever lost a sainthood no
0: no no that's categorical yeah it is Paul um, the Sixth. All... There, there, there was a Pope that did something to the calendars, I can't remember what, but no one has ever had. It's quite a tricky process to go to become a saint, Tim. Do you want me yeah. to talk you through it? Please do. You, miracles, mate. You've got to start with the miracles. So yeah. you need evidence of the miracles, there's a bit of beatification, there's a couple of stages before that, and I am, I mean, you only need one example to answer your question the other way around, but I'm I, either we've done this before on Mystery Hour or I did it at my monastic benedictine boarding school and, and i am 99.9 percent certain so a lot of saints have had their reputations damaged subsequent yeah. to being made saints but none of them no pope has ever actually rescinded or revoked a sainthood
3: wow that's, that's pretty categorical i thought you probably might know but are you a catholic uh
6: i'm i'm not
0: no because as a, as a Catholic, I can tell you that, that it, the higher you go up the church, the harder it is to get anybody ever to admit that they're wrong. It, may, it, makes, yeah. it, make, it makes Brexit look sensible. That, see, you will never find a monk or a priest or anything. I mean, th- look how long it's taken them to admit that they had a problem with child sex abuse. So to turn around and say that fellow wasn't a saint at all, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of folks have been made saints, but none of the bosses were, were they? Don't believe they were, but there'll be some saints who really didn't deserve it. There'll be some right old rascals who, who, who got sainthood, but equally they're never going to turn around and say that was a terrible mistake because that, ah, that would involve papal fallibility. There you go. Here's your proper answer. Okay. It, 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 the whole notion of papal infallibility depends upon this. So if a pope speaks ex cathedra, sort of literally from his throne... The yeah. Pope is speaking as the voice of God. So it is absolutely yeah. impossible for a Pope to get something wrong while speaking ex cathedra. And when beatifying or, or or bestowing sainthood upon a candidate, I presume the Pope is speaking ex cathedra. Ergo, to stay with the Latin, it would be impossible for them to be making a mistake, which means it would be impossible to subsequently admit that it was a mistake, which means that you are never going to have a case of a of a Pope revoking the decision of a previous Pope.
6: Okay, that's pretty categorical. I think you deserve a round of
0: applause. I think you're right, um, yeah. yeah. Thanks, mate. Nice one. <laughs> See, fancy lingo. Fancy lingo, that swings it. Tim, great stuff, thank you. Keith is in Israel. Keith, question or answer? Uh, answer, James, to the mosquito itchy. It's a very international yes. mystery. We started off in Strasbourg, now we're in Israel. And there's more to come as well, there looking at the board. Well, okay, what is the answer to the... Why, why is... so? Yeah, you know the
4: right. It's actually nothing to do with it because when uh, an insect, when a parasite feeds on the blood, it wants to do two things. It wants to make sure that the body does not coagulate, or the blood does not coagulate, so it can continue its food supply. Mm -hmm. And it can also also wants to make sure that it's not disturbed whilst it feeds. So what it does, it injects a chemical which does both. It numbs and it. Uh, stops the blood from coagulating. Yes. Now, it just so happens that, the, feeling, that the, the reaction causes the itchiness, so you scratch it. There's nothing to do with that. Um, how do I know this? Well, yes. I'm, I'm supposing I'm drawing it from head lice, because head lice do exactly the same thing. They pierce the skin, they inject a chemical, it dulls the, the senses, hence the term nitwit or feeling lousy. And so, they, are you sure they, about they that?
0: Hang on a minute! You're just smuggling in some smooth, smooth
4: phraseology.
0: Is that definitely true? Nick wet, and feeling lousy
4: for tw- for twenty years, we have been running head lice programs in schools, clearing schools of head lice. So it's kind of our area, but uh, that is the reason why. Fantastic. Yeah.
0: That's a that's a, that's an answer of some beauty, actually. Caroline, you look suspicious. Why is Caroline not like being persuaded? So the itch is the itch is is, is accidental. Yeah, it's a chemical reaction. The, the, the chemical is there for other reasons. The itch is a side effect of the chemicals. Scratching it feels good, but it is still bad for you because the chemical has nothing to do with what, what's good for the human and everything
4: to do with what's good for the insect. That's correct, that's correct. It's the, the actual um, injection of the feeding doesn't actually cause harm, but scratching can cause a secondary infection. Yeah, I think this is pretty kosher, actually.
0: I didn't just say that because you're in Israel, Keith. It's a, phrase, <laughs> it's a phrase I often use on Mystery out. I like I that. Know, I know. I, li- I always listen. Good man. Uh, just out of interest, because I, I, I mean, possibly you've already made your fortune doing this. Because when, when you have an outbreak of nits or lice in a school, it's almost impossible to get on top of, isn't it? Because y- y- it only takes one no, kid. No, no, no. No, no. I, I, I said I, almost. Almost.
4: Almost. You're right. You're yeah. right. It's, there's, no, there's no cure for it. The best you can do is to control it. People so you come in and do what? Uh, we have teams of hygienists who go into schools and check the children for head lice. If they're found to have head lice, then various remedies or treatments are proposed. But it's more really educating parents about how it. to deal with the problem in the first place.
0: And are you based out there or are you based here?
4: No, London, based based in London. In and is, do you make a lot of money? Um, what's a
0: lot of money? I don't know, really. I mean... I just, I just often no, said to Mrs. O'Brien whenever there's been an oh, outbreak at our I'll girls' see, primary school, I said, someone, there's uh, a fortune to be made here if you can get on top of this, and, and I just think you might be the man who's already got on top of it. So it's another of my business ideas. No, not, not, not really. No. I mean,
4: it's, 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 uh, no pun intended that you, you charge per head. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the thing is that if, when you look at the, the um, people who advertised to rid your hair of head lice and yes. the nits. The knits are just the em- empty shells. They're, they're harmless. Right. They're unsightly. But they they make a lot of money because they're charging a huge amount to comb and comb and comb and yes, comb. Yes,
0: because and it's things. very labor intensive. Yeah. But yeah. it's not. And, so there's no secret really... m- millions to be made here. Absolutely not. Until someone comes up with a spray that
4: works lotions. and kills it all dead. But what happens is the lice become... Um, they adapt to it. And I know. Like, so you, you know ah, way, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. In yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the
4: same way that we, if we don't finish your, your round of antibiotics, you lose the. Build up you some, lose some immunity. Protection. lose
0: some immunity. But Build immune, up immunity. You
4: lose your immunity. Yeah, yeah. It's the same way that people don't use the lice pro, pro, uh, shampoos and the. And the, the next lice that come along properly. are super lice that's right exactly yeah. Exactly. Perfect. round of applause ba- Keith. basically we, we d- we're not into the clearing so much it's just the prevention got, and the no, got it of just to keep it away good work I, I, are you close to getting a Ray
0: Liotta, but not quite close enough Keith but you get, you, definitely oh, get you, de- you definitely get one of these you uh, definitely get one of these well played Keith Richard's in Epsom Richard question or answer I've got a question go on at what
3: age and how do children stop falling out of bed um I say this: because I've got a four-year-old who occasionally falls out now, but younger was always having to prop him back up when we introduced him to. a... It's not an
0: age thing, is it? It's. I mean, it's 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 the amount of time on average between moving into a bed without guards or, or, or cot rails and getting the hang of it.
5: But
3: I don't fall out of bed. You don't fall out of bed. So no, but was- you
0: did once, and you got moved by your mum from a bed with barriers a cot into a bed without them, and you fell out a few times until you learned not to. But but
3: but what I mean is, how do we learn not to fall out of bed when you're asleep? How do you? What,
0: ah, so do you begin to, to recognise the 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 early signs of falling out of bed and take evasive action to avoid it? But there must be some
3: yeah some some reason behind this. Like how we do it
0: when we're asleep.
3: Yeah, I like it's not, it. It's not a conscious act.
0: No. Well, clearly, by definition, it can't be conscious. It, it, I wonder if it's linked to that sense. You know, when you sometimes have that falling sense in a dream, when you think you've. <laughs> when you fall out of bed? No, no, that's, that's not a dream. <laughs> when you, when you, when, you know, when you jolt, you, you've yeah. like, you, you stumble on a step and you jolt. Like something to do with sleeping in trees during our uh, early evolutionary days. Sleeping in trees and the jolt stops you from falling out. I, I'm not going to get close to an answer on this. I'm just putting a lot of stuff out there in case it tallies with some of what whoever gets it right tells us subsequently.
3: How long has your boy been in the bed without the barrier? Um. Probably about a year now. Mm. But, um, I mean, it's, it's much better. He Very
0: rarely... It's only when he's really ill now does he... Oh, okay. Well, that might be interesting as well, when his, his, his body or his brain is, is busy fighting other antibodies and stuff. I uh, I like that question, and I understand it now. I apologise for taking a little while for, 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 for the penny of the question to drop. At what age do we learn to, It's more how, not at what age, but how. Was a great Fred Nine-ish how. How do we... Uh, how do we learn to stop falling out of bed? That's a really nice question, actually. Thank you, Richard. Um, and I hope your, your, your son stops soon. It's half past 12. Simon Conway's here now with the headlines.
4: The Prime Minister is calling on...
0: Back to the phones. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number you need if you can answer any of these questions. Um, why do men have beards and not women? How do insects sleep? Do insects sleep? And if so, how can they sleep if they can't close their eyes? And we've done the scratch. Is that all we've got left? Or have I missed something off? Axel, check your notes. Uh, Omar is in Gravesend. Omar, question or answer? It's an answer. Carry on, Omar. To how insects sleep. Oh, yes. Uh, Insects do sleep. Are you sure? Uh, I am. All of them?
1: Yes. Okay. And it's not called sleep, it's called torpor. Obviously, you remember insects evolved without having eyelids. So they basically shut down various parts of their brain to sleep. So they'll shut down their senses directly from their brain. And uh, that's how they sleep.
0: Even when it's light? Yes.
1: Because they are nocturnal insects, so they can sleep during the day. They just shut down the relevant parts of their brain. So
0: they're like uh... fish? Mm Mm-hmm, exactly. Really? I I sort of said that randomly. Yeah. So, like, I I,
1: I breed insects. So,
0: what do you do? You breed insects? I have in the past. Why did you stop? Time Flies. (laughs) Yeah.
1: um i used to be praying mantises and cockroaches and things and um you can see that when they're asleep they, the color darkens the color of their eyes darkens and if you wake them up they actually get startled like a human would
0: so you could, wake up. you could kill them while they were asleep could you yes yes of course but i've never seen a sleeping fly why have i never seen a sleeping fly or have well, i seen a sleeping fly and just not have? noticed mm-hmm. but every time i've you tried to kill you. a fly the fly has flown
1: well, you've obviously been too... They can still sense... Pressure, flies have um, certain things where they can sense pressure changes in the air, which... Yeah, that would make sense, which would wake them up, and, and then they just leg change. it.
0: He's not yeah. going to hang around, is he, and have a little look? No.
1: If you do it very slowly and go up to them, you could just squeeze it with your finger if you do it very slowly. Then they wouldn't move. Qualifications? used to breed insects. I used to breed insects, I have a fascination with insects, and I have a degree in biology.
0: That's pretty strong, actually. And... Um, what do you do now? Now that you don't breed insects anymore, have you got a new hobby? Oh uh,
1: no, really? Just uh, I still have a couple of praying mantises. Don't breed them; they're just as pets. Yeah, I um, haven't fish how, and.
0: How like, big is a praying mantis roughly? Uh, four inches, like large ones. Yeah, I see the attraction. Mm-hmm. Oddly, a lot of people won't. A lot of people will be creeped out, but I see. I see the attraction.
1: I, I've always been interested in tropical exotic animals. <laughs> oh, I so used to I. have a whole room full of that.
0: Did you? So, mm-hmm. so would you call yourself an entomologist or, or just an enthusiastic no, amateur no, no, no. enthusiastic amateur yes. 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 Omar I'm going to take great pleasure in giving you this round of applause it, it might sound odd but I do love enthusiasm, I mean, people interested in stuff instead of sitting there like a you know a wet paper bag staring at the television screen all the time this is for you Omar thank you an inspiration to us all uh, John is in Q. John question or answer Question, please, James. Yes?
7: Why are orchestras described as philharmonic rather than just harmonic? Where what? does the word phil figure in it? A philharmonic orchestra.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, I get the harmonic, but why the but phil, phil in front of that? Doesn't phil just mean many? So it's like many harmonics? No it's many harmonics? Does it? I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i think it does what well, does what, have you ever right? looked it up what does phil harmonic mean i oh, think I no think idea. it means many many harmonies doesn't it right not
7: sure wondered about
0: it for years why they weren't just harmonic orchestras hang on i, I, t- I can't give myself a round of applause for this even though i'm pretty sure i'm right uh, okay so why not harmonic so why isn't it the, the royal harmonic it's the Royal Philharmonic. Oh, it's definitely many. Think of another word, quick. Come on. Think of another word with Phil at the beginning. Don't say Phil Mitchell. Philistine. What? Philistine. Philistine. Yeah, that doesn't work either. Phil, 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 Phil. Men. Holly is Greek for many, isn't it? Phil, Philharmonic. Oh, I, I've got nothing, mate. I'll leave it on the board. Sorry, John. I thought I'd be able to help you personally, but I'm going to have to leave it for someone else. Thank you very much indeed. No, thank you very much. Why Philharmonic and not just harmonic? 12.38 is the time. Tom is in Orpington. Tom, question or answer?
7: Uh, I've got a question, please, James. Yes. Uh, why do white white sharks not survive in captivity?
0: Are we sure they don't? Absolutely.
7: Uh, no, yeah, well, yeah. They have nurse sharks and lemon sharks and reef sharks are the most common.
0: Lemon uh... sharks? Shut up. A lemon shark, yeah, a lemon shark, yeah. Is that just like a rubbish shark? Don't get shark? don't get rubbish? lemon, James. It's, like, it's like the Viz, the Viz, uh, God, do you remember the Viz cartoon strip, wasn't there, rubbish sharks? Cartoon... Anyway, I digress slightly. Well,
7: it's got 40 it's got <laughs> be... days was the longest surviving great white shark. In captivity. But well, they just need loads and loads captivity. of space, don't they? Isn't that what it'll be? Well, I don't know, I mean, what, what? I mean, what difference does any shark want in space? You know what? Yeah, none of them the are going to be chuffed. A shark needs more space than a, than a lemon shark. That's
0: a very good point. No, I mean, a lemon shark's not going to be chuffed about being stuck it in a small space. It still
7: survive space. in the same kind yeah. of environment. But why you're definitely sure
0: white? about this. You sound like an expert.
7: Yeah. I'm, uh, me and my daughter, we, we've got a bit of an obsession with sharks. Oh, and uh, we keep watching. We went to an aquarium and she, her favourite is the whale shark and the great white yeah, and she obviously asked me, "Dad, why is there no great whites in, in any aquariums?"
0: And, and even no, at, even a a, even at the dodgy sea parks in, in America, where they've got killer whales,
7: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I know in Asia they've tried a few times in Asia to do it, but uh, like I said, the longest surviving was forty days, and then that was it. Yeah, that's as far as I know. That's, a, that's a cracking question. Well, yeah,
0: it's a that's cracking good. question. I really was. So why Thank why you. can't great, great why can't great whites be Held in captivity. Yeah. Are you going to listen to the podcast sorry, with your daughter? Yeah, oh, Tom, sorry, you're a stop sorry. Are you going to listen to the podcast with your daughter or are you just going to give her the answer if we uh, get one?
7: I'll, I'll give her the answer and pretend it was for me. Yeah, uh,
0: no, good. Well, I was just checking because if, if you, I'd, okay. I'd, I'd have said hello yeah. if you're going to play the podcast. But if I was you, I'd do it the other way around. Just pretend. Yeah, Daddy knows oh, everything.
7: i full credit in my end of thinking of you, though. James yeah, no, I like it. That's
0: fine. It's the thought that counts. And I've, I've, I've worked out the other one as well. It's not blinking many, Phil. It's, it's love, isn't it? Like um philanthropist someone who loves... Human beings, anthropos, and Phil Philippa, someone who loves horses, believe it or not. So Phil Harmonics is something that loves harmonics. Can I have a round of applause for that? Or no? Oh, Michael's in Collier Row. Question or answer, Michael? It's a question, James. Carry on. Uh,
1: so fizzy drinks like cans of Fanta, Coke, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, they're measured in three hundred and thirty mils. It seems like a strange measurement. It does. Why is why is it three hundred and thirty? Because obviously a bottle is five hundred mils, which is half a litre, which makes sense. But a can of Coke is an odd measurement. Yeah. Or panther,
6: whatever you prefer.
0: Yeah, I like that. Three, why three thirty? It's sort of plucked out of nowhere. I'm just thinking if it's about the size of the can rather than the the, the, the amount of the contents. You see what I mean? But or, mm. or linked to something else like ounces. And it just so it looks like an odd number, but actually, if it was in ounces, it would look like a much rounder, more sensible number. But that I mean, that's just me thinking out loud. So it's no use to you, is it? Not really, no. Oh, fair enough. They've changed the recipe of Fanta, Apparently, did you know? No, I didn't. Yeah, my, my one of my. What well, orange or old? All, all I think I think they've start they've reduced the amount of sugar in them without making a big song and dance about it, and consumers generally haven't, haven't noticed. Fair enough. Yeah, I like it. What what's made you wonder about this one then?
1: Um, well, it was just a conversation at work. I was chatting about your show to one of my
0: colleagues, yeah. and we were thinking up a loads of different questions, and that was one that popped That's in my head. It. I like that. It's, I like that as well. So just also sort of adding to the general air of banter at work, as well as providing enlightenment to the nation. Yeah, it's all good, Michael. Thank you. Let's get him an answer. Why are cans measured in 330 mils? I'm, Axel, I've you told you you'd forgotten one. Falling out of bed, mate. People falling out, honestly. I to do everything myself. Ben's in Aylesbury. Ben, question or answer? Uh, answer carry on ben hello um hello it's about
5: the falling out of the bed question yeah how do we learn not to uh when we're babies we learn that rolling over on our face obstructs the airwaves because if you roll on your nose it's harder to breathe so when you're older you don't roll over more than once in case you fall on your nose you won't be able to breathe so you learn as a baby so if i think if you slept on the edge of a bed you'd fall over but we learn we learn not to yeah, because if you roll on your nose, you'd, it's harder to breathe, so that's why babies...
0: So you, so if you found yourself rolling onto your nose, you'd automatically, in your sleep, it'd be learned behaviour to roll back? Yeah,
5: because you wouldn't roll over again and again. No. you've learnt as a baby. I think that yeah, makes sense. What are your
0: qualifications?
5: Uh, I read it in a new scientist book.
0: Is it, is it on one of those why, do, why don't penguins' feet freeze type books? Yeah, one of those books. I like those. Yeah. It's got you a round of applause, Ben.
3: OK, thank you very much.
0: No, thank you very much. Coming out to 12.45.03.45.60.60.973 if you want to grab that phone line that Ben's just vacated. Still need answers to the Philharmonica, the Great White Sharks with 330 mil cans and the beards. Um, why don't... Why, what is... Why come men evolved to have beards and women didn't? Alistair is in Chester. Question or answer, Alistair? Uh, Alistair.
5: No, sorry, James.
0: I'll be, I'll be James. You
5: be
4: Alistair for, for
0: the purposes of this phone call. OK, let's play it that way. Uh,
4: it's
0: an answer, James. Carry on.
1: Uh, philharmonic. Uh, you actually have shot my fox. You're dead right. It means uh, a liking for, an affection for uh, Philo, as in uh, bibliophile likes books, francophile likes Frank. Yeah. F- uh, philharmonic, an affection for for, uh, for harmonic uh, music.
0: And uh, yeah, love of music. So it's a philharmonic orchestra, an orchestra for music lovers. Exactly. Beautiful qualifications.
1: Uh, o level music and uh, many years playing in a brass band.
0: Oh, really? What was your instrument?
1: I was a tuba player. Uh, James. Oh, mate, I love that—a
0: real umpa-umpa. Uh, it was. It was a great life. Was it a colliery band?
1: No, good grief! No, you've got to be really good to play in one of those.
0: <laughs> no, uh, uh, you? British Legion. Oh, brilliant! Oh, round of applause for Alistair. If Axel was on the ball, Alistair, he'd have had a little fanfare then, wouldn't he? He'd have had a little blast of brass <laughs> or something, but he's just coasting at the moment, frankly. I'm going to have to have words with him. All right, nice one, mate. Great work. 12.45 is the time. Tuba. Is it too late to take up the tuba? One of my girls has got a trombone. They get given these things by Hounslow Council to learn. I've got to carry it home when I pick him up from school. Everyone else, I why can't you play the flipping recorder? My nine-year-old comes out with a trombone that's bigger than her. And I start complaining, and then a little friend comes around the corner with a cello. It's 12.45. Ross Powell's in the LBC Travel Centre.
4: Thank you. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC.
0: It is ten minutes to one. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC, where we continue in Mystery Hour. Before that, some breaking news for you. The Guardian newspaper is reporting that Nigel Farage, the British politician, is a person of interest in the US counterintelligence investigation, looking into possible collusion between the Kremlin and Donald Trump's presidential campaign one source has told the newspaper that one of the things the intelligence investigators have been looking at is points of contact and persons involved if you triangulate russia wikileaks julian assange and trump associates the person who comes up with the most hits is nigel farage 10 minutes to one is the time back to mystery Our john's in surbiton john question or answer it's an answer carry on john
7: it's the uh, mosquito one
0: that bloke got it wrong a bit oh go on well hang on it, it- says beards here
7: Oh, I've got that
0: answer as well. Well, you, mate, if you tell the producer one thing and then come on the air and do something else, guess what happens?
3: Oh, I told them both.
0: No. Michael's in Derry. Michael, question or answer?
3: It's an answer, James, or
0: sort of an answer. Carry on, Michael.
3: Uh, your question about the dissenting or...?
0: Yeah, so I... hang on a minute. Are having a steward's inquiry? Well,
3: <laughs> in 1969, Pope Paul VI had a review... And uh, looked into all the saints that were beatified yeah, prior to the 13th century when the,
0: they weren't de-sainted they,
3: though. No, they removed their they removed their feast days. That's the good. They didn't actually. They didn't go as far as
0: they were demoted uh, in a sense, but not de-sainted.
3: Uh, but there were people like Saint Christopher that they they aren't even sure existed. He of them. The, the yeah. Idol, so I I mean you,
0: you you clearly paid more attention in catechism classes than I did, but. Yeah, really. But the question was, c- c- can you be a saint and then not be a saint? To which the answer is still no.
3: You're right, Ivan. Infallible, the paddling, people, infallible, whatever infallibility thing. Yeah. There's a
0: bunch of them who... who oh, St. Yeah. Nicholas is a good one as well, isn't he? Wasn't he one of the ones that they weren't sure had yeah, ever existed?
3: Yeah,
0: him and, and even St. George. Shoot, get Go crush the saboteurs, enemy of the people. You're suggesting St. George might not have existed? Well, you know... He slayed a dragon, man. He must have been real. Yes. Yeah. Round of applause for Michael. Hang on, what are your, what are your qualifications? I uh, read Catholic, uh, Catholic Grammar School. Can't shake it off, can you? Use us, yes. just Round of applause for Michael. <laughs> God bless Michael, thank you. Barry is in Chingford. Barry, question or answer?
7: A uh, question, please. Carry on. Uh, when they dig new tubes underground
0: yeah. uh, railway, yeah. and the high-speed railway,
7: what happens to all the earth that they dig out?
0: It wouldn't be that much. There wouldn't be that much from a, from a tube. Sorry? There wouldn't be that much from from a from an underground t- train. There wouldn't be that much earth to get rid of.
5: Well, if they dig a new tunnel, they would.
0: Not that much.
6: I don't know.
0: Well, I, I mean, I, I know... Do, do you ever go out on the M4? Yes. Do you know, if you're coming out of town on the M4, there's those weird kind of cones of grass on the left-hand side? Yeah. And you can walk around them and go up. That's all from when they built Wembley. Right. Does that help? What, no. No, not really. Not,
7: what happens with the high-speed rail and all this stuff. Well, that's above
0: it? ground. I, I mean, there's not that much... You don't you don't create that much rubble from a tunnel. No, well,
5: I don't
0: know. All right. Well, there'll be somewhere they stick it, but I don't think it's going to be a very exciting answer. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, because we haven't built an underground line for years. They've probably just used it. Joseph Basilgate probably used it to shore up the banks of the Thames or something like that. I'll try and get you an answer. Where does all the soil go when they dig a tunnel, a big tunnel? All right. Thank you. No, thank you. Tony Kingsbury, question or answer? Answer. Come on, Tony.
5: Uh, beards. Women don't have beards because of sex hormones. They have lower levels of ter- to- testosterone than men. So they have more oestrogen, which means they have longer head hair than men. It's more luxuriant. It, I know it's
0: more luxuriant, but it's not longer, is it? I mean, you remember my, my friend really Curtis Steigers during his heyday. He had beautiful, long, flowing locks. Michael, yes, Botth- so did I
5: for a few years. So it's did I, mate, but so, so did I. I can't
0: dream of it now. I wish I'd chopped it off. I could stick it back on now.
5: Anyway, testosterone yeah. is really the answer.
0: So it's about the hormones. Yeah. And that would also explain why hair grows out of our face that's thick and coarse. Because, of course, women do have hair on their yeah. faces, but it's all soft either. and downy. Yeah, all right, mate. It's a family <laughs> programme. Just stick to the faces.
5: By the way, they are building underground right now. It's called the...
0: Uh, Crossrail.
5: Crossrail, yeah. Crossrail.
0: Where does all the soil go?
5: No, no idea. Oh. There'd right. be a lot, though.
0: qualifications on the beards and the hormones? Yeah, you're right, it would. I, I think I got the wrong end of Barry's stick there.
5: Yeah. I'm a scientist with a PhD in... Hormone. Immunology.
0: Immunology, hormones, all that malarkey. Round of applause for Tony. What That's sort of that? scientist are you? You work as a scientist.
5: Yes. What, what sort? Oh, I've done all sorts of things. Osteoporosis, cancer. So uh,
0: laboratory studies into into. Yes, immunology. I do research. I like doing so, research. So, so, so sort of modest. How can someone who does this for a living have such an enormous ego like me when all I do is blather? And you sound like you don't have an enormous ego and you do really important, powerful, intelligent work.
5: Um... Yeah, I guess I'm just shy. I'm retiring.
0: Could be that. Could be your next study.
5: <laughs> could be. <laughs> it's a great
0: work, Tony. We gave him his round of applause, didn't we? Uh, Keith, is in Upminster? Question or answer, Keith? The
6: 330 answer.
0: Yeah, why? Why do we do our tins of pop in 330 mill-sized package jars?
6: If the average contents is it's one third of a liter, so it's 333 is one third of a liter. Yeah, And if we had a six-pack, it would be two litres because the average contents, the filling machines aren't that precise that they can fill them to... Like so point it's a, three. Third
0: of a, a third of a litre. I mean, some people have, uh, have, have said it's 12 ounces as well, but either way, it's a, it's a, it's a manageable portion. The why why do we serve... The it, to
6: the, it to the
0: closest
6: 10 as yeah. well, possibly. Yeah. Are you, you, I mean, is
0: it, though? I mean, you said possibly. That kind of undermines your claims to definitive <laughs> status.
6: Well, if you ever go to the supermarket and look at milk cart, milk bottles... one of my favourite hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mum told me this once, go, and it's actually true. Go on. You, yeah. look at, you look at the crate of milk in, in the uh, supermarket aisle, and they're not all exactly the same amount of filling. So the the machine that's filling them, it, I think it's filling them so quickly that yeah, they... sure, and there'll be a bath. bit of dribble and, and what have you. And I think it must be the same when they're filling the Coke cans. So Three mils being
0: such a small such a small amount. That's it.
6: Yeah. Straight. So qualifications. They can't round
0: it up. Qualifications. Looking at built bottles in the supermarket <laughs> with my mum. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> great work, Pete. Dan's in Harrow. Dan, question or answer?
3: Oh, James, got an answer for the sharks.
0: Carry on. Why are there no great white sharks in captivity?
3: Um, it's quite sad. They get very stressed and depressed, oh. and they're just dying. Oh no. Really, uh, it's, it's quite similar to um, uh, dolphins as well. Don't do very well in captivity. It's very rare that they'll breed successfully and things like that. Pandas, yeah, just
0: Probably like that. I well. guess the bigger the bigger the, the the territory you're used to roaming, the more stressful being confined will be.
3: Yeah, I imagine. I mean, the orcas don't do brilliantly at Sea World either. Oh, you're
0: telling me they don't. Tragedy, but 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 great whites feel it even more keenly and just hate it and just waste away.
3: That's that's the theory I've been told. Yet, yeah.
0: who? By what are your qualifications?
3: Uh, I'm quite a keen scuba diver. I've dived with a, a lot of sharks around the world. I haven't done great wipes, but that's no. what a lot of people say. You can't keep animals like that in captivity. Yeah, that, that, they just get do. very depressed. And, no, that that
0: yeah. makes perfect sense. It's not, it's not the sexiest answer we've ever heard in our lives, but still, I, I'm pretty sure it's good enough. There can't be they they right. a biological explanation, can they? Because then it would apply to other... other um, Uh, sharks as well, one imagines. Dan, great work, mate. Be careful if you ever do swim in great whites. That's some top advice for you. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Alan's in Gravesend. Last word. Question or answer, Alan?
3: It's an answer, James,
0: I think. (laughs) Oh, Go on, what?
3: Oh, I know, I know. Um, (laughs) All the soil. All the soil from all these holes they're digging underground for tubes and cross rail. Yeah. I think, as I've seen it been happening, uh, filling up golf courses in the areas where they just want to define the different shapes of golf courses. So they'd more likely Get it all, buy it all in or just have it for nothing and then they just design the course a bit differently for them So you've, uh, get, you've, man, d- you've
0: dug a big tunnel you've got to get rid of all that sort, so you just need to find someone who's building a golf course and say well, hello no, mate, want to le- buy not, a hill? Not,
3: not necessarily building a golf course it's actually an existing golf course oh. there's, one, there's one up around the, around the M25 yeah. um, in Essex and they've just started massive great big hills which blocks off the golf course now from the M25 They oh. so it's never there yeah, five, makes six sense. years ago. Yeah, that, that's one of the well, you yeah. It makes sense for your one as well, like the Wembley dig out. So exactly,
0: yeah, exactly.
3: It could be exactly that. But, I mean, that ain't really definite. But, I think but it's yeah, a don't stop idea. spoiling it. I'm it.
0: giving you a round of applause. I've got to go to Sheila. Well played, um, Aaron. Thanks. I think we nailed it. Did we clear the board this week? I think we came pretty clear. Yeah, we did. Uh, great work, everybody. Well done. We'll do it all again tomorrow morning from 10. You have been listening to James O'Brien on LBC. The next voice you will hear belongs to Sheila Fogarty. It does